Good morning, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to another podcast of Talking Prophecy. First off, we want to give all glory and honor to our Father, Yahweh, creator of all things, worthy of all praise, glory, and honor, power, and dominion forever and ever. We say glory, hallelujah, to his holy name. Also giving thanks to his only begotten Son, our Lord and Savior, Yahweh Shai, Hamashiach, King of Kings, Lord of Lords, and Sovereign of Sovereigns. We also acknowledge the Ruach HaKadosh, the Holy Ghost, the Holy Spirit, the Spirit of Truth, the Comforter, leading and guiding in all truth and righteousness, bringing all things to remembrance. This episode is a very deep episode, and we're going to go through some things, and hopefully you'll be, be, be blessed by it. First thing I would like to say is I've heard from another ministry about how they approach bringing the scriptures together and how they view it as a puzzle a puzzle piece I also agree with this and this is how I approach the scriptures also as puzzle that needs to be put together to be able to get a clear picture one other thing that I do I don't know if they do this as well but what I do is there are certain scriptures that I consider foundational pieces like if our father says something or Yahawashah says something and it's concrete I take that as the masterpiece and then I build around that piece depending on what the topic is in this case we're talking about end time prophecy so one of the masterpieces that I see in end time prophecy is in Revelations 3 7 through 13 the church of Philadelphia this church has pleased the most high uh, Yahweh Shai to the point where he said they will be kept from the hour of temptation now anyone that tries to approach me speaking prophecy the first thing I want to know is do they acknowledge that Yahweh Shai said the church of Philadelphia will be kept from the hour of temptation that will come upon the whole world so I use this as my masterpiece and then we search the scriptures from there I would also like to add that the formula showing you how the church of Philadelphia will be kept from the hour of temptation is in Revelations chapter 12 there are two movements the first one is into the wilderness and the second one is flight into another wilderness those are the two movements in Revelations 12 that shows how the church of Philadelphia will be kept from the hour of temptation so to show and to test our masterpiece we'll go to another scripture which is in Matthews 24 6 through 8 this is the scripture that states about nation against nation kingdom against kingdom you know famine pestilence all of these things are the beginning of sorrows so here we have something to test what was in revelations about the church of Philadelphia 
So if nation is going to rise against nation and kingdom against kingdom, does that mean all nations? Well, according to the Church of Philadelphia, there's one nation, there's one church that will be kept from the hour of temptation. So then, Ezekiel 36, chapter 36, verses 22 to 38. We're gonna not. We're, I'm not gonna read the whole thing, but I'm just gonna go through the key verses. But I'm coming from Ezekiel chapter 36, 22 through 38. Therefore say unto the house of Israel, Thus saith the Lord God, I do not this for your sakes, O house of Israel, but for my holy name's sake, which ye have profaned among the heathen, whether ye went. And I will sanctify my great name, which was profaned among the heathen, which ye have profaned in the midst of them. And the heathen shall know that I am the Lord, saith the Lord God, when I shall be sanctified in you before their eyes. For I will take you from among the heathen and gather you out of all countries and will bring you into your own land. All right. So here we see a nation being removed from all nations, going to their own land. So in short, what I'm trying to show you from the master scripture, that there is a, a um, what's the word I'm looking for? There is a, a, a road, an avenue for the Church of Philadelphia to be excluded from nation against nation kingdom against kingdom pestilence famine all these are the beginning of sorrow but it's not including the children of Israel because we're going to be pulled out from among the heathen the most I said he will not pollute his name among the heathen we're going to be brought out we're going to be sprinkled with water we're going to receive a new heart we're going to be given the commandments and we're going to be shown how to walk in the commandments. We're going to, he's going to call for the corn and where we're going, we're going to have substance, great substance, and we're going to have servants. This is what our immediate future is. So the beginning of sorrows is also known as tribulation period. This is where the other nations will pick up swords and fight each other um, people will be, be being drugged from their houses killed in the streets revolt against the government they're going to be famine all of these things we see lining up in the place right now that's why a lot of Hebrews are scared and praying vigilantly because they see these things lining up and so through a lot of you know false teaching they think that this is coming for them but the most high we are the most high's chosen people and he has another plan for us the nations are about to be judged but we're about to come out and go into our land and be blessed he said the most high said in um isaiah 48 chapter 48 9 through 12 that he will defer his anger 
Not that um, we're not going to be punished because he knows already what type of people he's bringing out. He knows we're stiff-necked. He knows, you know, hard-headed, sottish type people. Not all of us, but he knows the majority of us are this way. So he's deferring his anger. Because later down the line, after the second movement in Revelation 12, where the woman is given wings and she flies away into her place for a time, times, and a half a time, which is three and a half years from the face of the serpent or the dragon, that's when. Yes, that's when the purging of the rebels and the transgressors will take place. Zechariah 14, 1 and 2. Behold, the day of the Lord cometh, and thy spoil shall be divided in the midst of thee. I will gather all nations against Jerusalem to battle, and the city shall be taken the houses um, rifled, and the woman ravished, and the women ravished. And half the city shall go forth into captivity, and the residue of the people shall not be cut off from the city. The day of the Lord. Everyone that is a mature in this walk should know that this is a future event. The day of the Lord. It is also known as great tribulation the day of the Lord it is also known as Jacob's trouble so I just read in Matthew nation against nation that's for the heathen when I put when the children of Israel's punishment comes it's gonna be Israel against all nations so these nations will gather themselves and come to the city of Jerusalem where we are that great substance that we had the scripture just told you it's going to be spoiled anybody don't catch that first flight you don't believe in the marriage supper of the lamb you don't believe of the gathering of the saints you miss that first flight and you have to go through that winter flight this is what you're going to be dealing with when the man of sin in them ten nations and all these other nations that's following them surround you there's gonna be death and destruction remember all the things that happened to us in the past when the Spanish came here how they cut open the women's stomachs and removed their children how they bashed the kids heads against the rocks all of these things will be staring you in your face again Remember all the babies that we were having in the wilderness when we first got there with second exodus? <laughs> well, you're going to see those babies die right before your eyes. That's why the Yahawashah said, woe to them that give suck in those days. Because when these people come, now it's going to be your turn to be pulled out of your house. What Wives ravished, raped, murdered right before your eyes. And you also. So this is what you don't want to be in. 
some of us will make it out because the Most High has his where he's going to get his glory even through great tribulation. But there's going to be a lot of death for the Hebrews at this time. So, okay, we're going to put a pin in this right there and change courses and look at the marriage supper of the Lamb. And just find out the, who are the bridegroom and the bride. Okay, as we know the ten virgins, five were wise, five were foolish. They were waiting on the bridegroom mm -hmm. to go to the marriage supper of the Lamb. So I think most mature people in this walk know that the bridegroom is Yahawashai. So let's go to Revelations 21, 9 and 11. We're going to look for the bride. We're going to look for Yahawashai's bride. Revelations 21, 9 through 11. Pages sticking together. All right. And there came unto me one of the seven angels, which had the seven vials full of the seven last plagues, and talked with me, saying, Come hither, I will show thee the bride, the lamb's wife. And he carried me away into the spirit to a great and high mountain, and showed me that great city, the holy Jerusalem, descending out of heaven from God. So now, we see Yahweh's wife is New Jerusalem, Holy Jerusalem, adorned. If you read this chapter, if you continue reading the 21st chapter of Revelations, you'll find out just how beautiful she is. In fact, the most beautiful ever. There's, there, there's never going to be anyone this pretty. That's Yahweh's bride. Okay, now let's also go to Revelations 19, 6 and 9. This is Revelations 19, 6 through 9. And I heard it, and I heard as it were the voice of a great multitude, and as the voice of many waters, and as the voice of mighty thundering, thunderings, saying, Alleluia, for the Lord God omnipotent reigneth. Let us be glad and rejoice, and give honor to him, for the marriage of the Lamb is come, and his wife has made herself ready. And to her was granted that she should be arrayed in fine linen, clean and white for the fine linen is the righteousness of the saints so here we are at the wedding <laughs> and we see that Yahawashah's bride her her clothing her raiment 
is the righteousness of the saints. That flight from 12.6 into the wilderness, they came here to the marriage supper of the Lamb. And they're going to be the raiment in New Jerusalem. They're the decoration of New Jerusalem. Jerusalem, true Jerusalem, is above. Seek ye, set your affections on things above, not on the earth. Because thieves can break. We just got through reading in Revelations about those, um, the, the man of sin and those 12 nations coming and spoiling the, um, the wealth of Jerusalem. Thieves can come and break through on earth. But I guarantee you there's none of that going to be taking place in the holy Jerusalem above. This is what we should be striving to go to. This is where even after Yahawashah comes back and he's reigning for a thousand years, when that's all said and done, this is going to be the place that comes down and where we'll be dwelling. Only the holy. The dogs will be without but those that's written in the book of life, that's their home. This is true Jerusalem, not the Jerusalem on earth. Okay, brothers and sisters, I think we're going to leave it here for this episode. And we'll pick it up at another time. Thank you for listening. Um, let's keep praying. Let's get an understanding that we know what we're going to be looking at. In the future because it's written and given to us to know all right i love you let's stay together let's stay strong let's stay prayed and we'll meet again lord willing bye